time to talk money. Money, 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 money. Kelly Showstrom joins us each week for our budgeting basics segment. And today we're going to be focusing on getting restarted on student loan payments and how to hack your balance. I think this is a lot of things people go, yes, dig in. Let me know. Hi, Kelly. Hello, Kelly. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, this is um, student loan and debt. I mean, that's not fun for anybody, but it's it's a real thing. And if you don't get scholarships to school, there is always that thing of, okay, I've got to go to school. My parents didn't pay for it, so I got to pay it back. It's just finding the way to pay it back. You did it, though, in a pretty phenomenal way, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, um, I was one of those people that had um, over $60,000 of student loan debt. I went to a, a public school in Minnesota. I went to shout out Mankato Mavs. Um, and I still walked away with a whole bunch of debt. And part of it was because I wasn't educated and what taking out, you know, student loans means um, to um, the extent of, you know, it's kind of fake money. You get this letter and it's like, hey, do you want... Um, you can take up to $8,000. What do you want? And you're like, okay. Right. I mean, when you're 18 years old, you're not necessarily thinking about, um, how much interest is going to be tacked on, um, what that means for monthly payment, your, the terms that you're signing up for. Hopefully there are parents out there that are helping these, um, students these days having these conversations because it's really important. But for the rest of us, um, you know, student loans did start back. So we're, having our conversation today in January of 2024, back in October, um, student loans were turned back on. And so for COVID for a very long time, um, student loans were paused and we weren't forced to make these payments, but they're back. Um, and we're, we're already hearing Kelly that only 60% of borrowers actually have made a payment. And so, um, this is still hitting us. This is still, um, you know, a, a problem that we have in the United States with not only student loan debt, but affording our um, student loan payments. And so it's something that I wanted to talk about today to try to get on top of it and um, hopefully help out a few people. Well, hopefully you can. I think that is a big, uh, it's one of those things. It's like, well, I want to get higher education, but will the job that I get for the higher education be enough to actually pay the loans that I went to school for? You know, if you're going to go to college, you want to make sure that the thing that you're going for does have a decent salary so you can afford to actually pay that school balance off and you know, be better off in life. Exactly. Because um, just because you take out a student loan doesn't mean that you're going to get a job that pays back that amount of money. And so there's conversations that are happening today where um, people are asking schools like, hey, if you want to charge X amount of money, I'm buying a product from you. There's got to be some sort of a guarantee. So what um, are you doing on your end to ensure that I'm going to be making X amount of money? Or some right. colleges are even having conversations around cha- um, having varying tuition depending on what program you're in. So for example, if you're in like a sciences or a medical field, um, study, you're going to be using labs and you might have a little bit more technology that you um, are using. Or if you're in a sports um, study, you might be using a gym or, um, you know, arenas, different things versus if you're um, a writing major, you're maybe just in a classroom. And so varying those tuitions based off of what um, services and what um, items you're accessing at the university. And so there's lots of things that are kind of in the very, very beginnings. This is not something you want to, you know, cross your fingers for because um, I don't know that there's going to be um, any 
national changes anytime soon, but it's something to look at if you have students looking at going to colleges. Um, these are the types of things that you can look at. Hey, does your university vary tuition depending on the program? Does your university guarantee that you can um, get a job after graduation? And when I say university, I also want to include um, our two-year programs, our tech universities, anything that um, is additional education beyond high school, because some of these trades are going to be better bangs for your buck and also so um, a guaranteed job um, after high school. And so they're definitely worth looking into. Mm -hmm. I was going to say one of the things I do want people to know, I don't know if this has changed, but I don't think so. When you get those student loans, you I think when you're first going, you expect them to just take that money and, and throw it right at the school. Like we're going to put this money, and give it to the school for you. But they don't. They give it to you. It's your job to do what you are going to do with that money. And I remember kids when I went to college not using that money properly um and that got them in a lot of trouble because they couldn't finish then they didn't spend it in the right way um and i don't know how it happens anymore but hopefully uh, people understand that once they give you that money your job is to then give that money to the school because that's what it was for exactly kelly and that brings up a good point like theoretically you could get money for school and then not even pay your tuition so not only are you going to be um owing money for this loan that you took out but you're going to also um, be in debt to the university for not paying your tuition on time. And so it's almost like double the money, right? And right. so it's important to have these conversations with our kids, with our friends that are going to school, um, teachers, your students, and whoever you can get your hands on that's going to, you know, yeah. some sort of education or something that's going to cost money after college. It can be anything, right? We just want to understand what does it mean when we when we agree to borrow money? Um, and then how do we pay it back? Because um, I was a child of you're going to school and you We'll just pay it back. And that's kind of what it is. And um, I'm thankful for my parents for encouraging, encouraging, you know, forcing yeah. me to go to college um, because I'm happy where I am today. But, you know, I, I could have done things a little bit better. And so having a plan to pay off that debt and um, part of that, let's jump right in, Kelly. There are some things that you can do to help you pay off this debt. Um, let's say that you want to go to school, your parents can't pay for it. So we are just going to be okay with taking on some debt, but then let's, you know, be proactive and pay it off on the, on the other side of it. So um, the first thing we can do, Kelly, is making sure that we are borrowing only what we need. And so if they ask, do you want $8,000? Let's actually do a little bit of work and let's see how much tuition is going to cost. Maybe room and board, if you want to include that. Um, maybe you can get a side job so that you can maybe cover your rent while you're in school. Um, but just have some conversations and be a little practical about the situation um, and force yourself to live a little bit um, lower than you maybe want to because um, college is definitely not the time to be living your best life financially by any means. No, it's not. And that's hard to do because uh, if you see one or two other people just having pizza and partying every night, you're like, oh, I can do this for, and they, oh, it's not good. It's not good. Exactly. Especially if you're not working full time, any dollar that you're um, spending adds up quickly. And so um, that brings us to our next point, encouraging part time employment or work study programs. I know I worked on campus. It paid mm -hmm. peanuts, but I was already on campus. And so it was a, a way for me to work 20 hours. Um, I think I had 20 hours. It had to have been a, a week, maybe. But um, looking at what program, what they're offering you for your package. So 
and you, a lot of those programs, they understand you're a student. That is what they're hiring you for. And you basically just need to be a face in some, in case somebody has a question or you have to answer a phone. And so they allow you to study. They allow you flexibility based off your, um, your school schedule. And so they're a great opportunity. Um, and also just working part-time near campus, um, just to make sure that it's flexible and you're making a little bit of money. So even if you just are trying to cover your rent or you're just trying to cover your food for the week, um, any sort of money coming in helps the situation. Yeah, there's all kinds of jobs for you that people are looking for you. I worked at pizza places. I think that was the biggest thing. I was working at a pizza place on campus. Exactly. I was a yeah. waitress all of college because, you know, you don't have class. I at least for the most part, Saturdays or Sundays and um, Friday nights. And so it wasn't fun being on 24 seven, but it definitely helped um, give me a little bit of extra money to not have to be so, so strict with things. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh all right, and so we're gonna also um, talk about being able to empowering ourselves to make payments, Kelly, even before we graduate from college. And so um, you wanna make sure you figure out if your interest is accruing over time during your loan before you have repayment, or if your interest only starts after you have graduated from college. Those are two important factors. And then even within that, you can make payments to your balance, Kelly, before you graduate from college. So before these payments are um, required, you can you can lower that that principal, that amount of money that you owe that way, when you do graduate and interest does start accruing, it's less money that the interest is accruing on. So make sure your uh -huh. students understand this, that just because you're still in school doesn't mean you can't throw 20 bucks here, 40 bucks here, whatever you have. Um, encourage them to download the app to their loan provider to be very hands-on with what their balance is, when their um, payments need to start, and then how to make those small micro payments. That way they can um, practice that before they actually have to start making payments. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I know like you were like, I'm always making payments, I'm doing a good job. And then you were shocked to find out how how little you got ahead. Exactly, because that interest really, um, it really adds up. And when you're, you know, paying only four or five or 6%, which isn't a ton, um, and some are even less for student loans, but on $60,000, that's a lot of money and you feel like you can never really get ahead. And so there are apps that can help you, Kelly. And so um, if readers or listeners want to look into options to help them pay down their student loans um, with some help when they're already spending money, um, you promise is a good one. It's basically a cash back rewards program. And so and you sign up for their bank account and then money that you're spending, it's almost like earn 33% on all of your purchases. Um, it will automatically be put towards your student loans. Um, only the borrower can sign up for this, you promise. And so it's a it's a fun option to make the spending that you're already doing go towards something that, um, you know, will help pay off your student loans. Mm, good, good ideas. Okay, you've got about three minutes left. All right, Kelly, I'm going to talk about another app here because I think um, some of these are fun. There's going to be um, apps like Momentum. There's also Sally Mae, Change Ed. But I know we talk about Acorns right now all the time for rounding up your purchases and it kind of goes into a savings account. Some mm -hmm. of these Change Ed, Sally Mae, et cetera, look into all of these um, student loan options, but they actually round up your purchases and automatically send the money to your student loans. And so this is really great for those students that you're not sure if they're going to be making those extra payments or, um, you know, they're swiping their card a bunch. And so rounding up is actually going to be really helpful, but it takes the work out of having to figure out how to make these extra payments and it puts it on autopilot. And it's just a great way for you to actually um, just 
make some changes in your student loans without having to um, put a lot of effort into figuring out what your extra payment plan is going to be because that could be really overwhelming, especially if your kiddo is still in school. Um, it might not be you know, a skill that they have or something they want to look into because their student loans aren't top of mind yet. But if you can get them to sign up for some of these options and just have it um, on autopilot in the back end, I think it's really helpful. Yeah, very good idea. Um, can people go to your website to kind of get some heads up on how to get started on getting control of their financial situation? Absolutely, Kelly. And so if you go to kellyshowstrom.com, um, you can find all sorts of free resources to go ahead and get you started on making um, some big changes with your finances. There's um, all these free resources will help you figuring out where your money is currently going, how to get started on a budget, um, how to have conversations with your spouse um, so or anyone that you share money with um, to figure out how you guys want to split your money, how you want to share your money. Um, but all these things, these are all small things that come together to put for this big picture of personal finance. And so personal finance is a really big topic, Kelly. And all of these things, if you want to start dabbling into them um, one topic at a time to help you get that well-rounded picture of doing better with your money. Um, I started off with over $60,000 in debt and I was able to pay off my student loans in 20 months, all because I was very focused. I had good conversations with my partner and I had a goal in mind. And so um, that's something that you and I want to get across to everybody every single week is this is possible. And all you have to do is kind of take the reins and, um, you know, take matters into your own hand to change your life and to get a hold of your finances again. Yeah. Good ideas. Uh, Kelly showstrom.com is her website it's k-e-l-l-y-s-j-o-s-t-r-o-m I, I never know if i'm doing that right <laughs> Kelly sounds Shostrom. good to me <laughs> dot com is where you can get some advice certainly has helped me um make some plans i've got so many things paid down um and you know it's such a relief to get that off your back worrying about money is one thing you get life is so short in the first place and worrying about money is no fun exactly thanks kelly yeah. All right, Kelly Showstrom for you, budgeting basics today. Yeah, um, getting a loan is not a bad thing. It's just being able to make sure that you're not overspending. Try to make it a game almost, you know, if you're going to go to school, make sure that you're like, okay, I'm going to see how much I don't eat out this week. What can I find that's at the cafeteria or whatever? Uh, I'm just going to eat my cafeteria, whatever it is. There's all kinds of ways that you can save money. Uh, try not to be looking outward. Try to focus inward and get that degree that you really want and know that you don't have all that debt on the other end would be fantastic.